The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. What a packed episode yes. of UFC Unfiltered. My pal, Matt, and I have for you Luke Rockhold yes. calls on the phone. Matt Frivola yes. calls in. And uh, Jeff Nowitzki. Golden Snitch. Who I really, he's a fascinating guy. Tune in. We have a lot of fun. And uh, the fight picks were pretty, uh, well, tune in. Jaws are dropped throughout this arena. Nobody is sitting down. Chasing that finish. Elbows raining down. Oh! On the button. Are you kidding me? Oh, he heard him again. He's out. This is UFC Unfiltered. And now, your hosts, Jim Norton and Matt Sarah. Here's what a complete ass I am. Yes? I come in. Okay. Matt's not here yet because I'm a little early. Yes, I wasn't late. No, no. Okay. That's what I'm saying. I was early. You were not late at all. Sorry. And I come in, and there is about a half a bag left of these gluten-free snacking chocolate, hazelnut, and quinoa treats. Wait a minute. When I got in, it's not a half a bag. No, when you got in, there was two measly balls balls left. And I had one. And I ate one. I offered it to you. You did. And you really fought me on it. No, I said, no, you have it. And you went, no, you. I went, all right. Kind of like that, except the part when you said you could have it. I did. Oh, I you did. You said that earlier. Yeah. I You're said, right, no, Jim. I'm sorry, Jimmy. But I figured Matt didn't it's want true. this. And when I came in, I realized there was two left. And he goes, oh, I was hoping those would be here. And I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> did you do anything for the uh, holiday over the weekend? No, I was alone. <laughs> I'm lonely, Matt. I'm not laughing at you. I'm, I'm a not lonely man. with you because you're a comedian. Really? Were you alone? I'm a lonely man. Why don't you come over to my in-laws? Ciro makes the I didn't uh, think homemade you stuff. I you know, think it's it tasty. I watched Game of Thrones. Don't say nothing, by the way. I didn't see it. No fucking spoilers. The dragons killed themselves. Gah! I can't believe how don't dead say anything. Don't say anything, guys. Anything. Yeah. Seriously, don't fuck around. It's true. No, because jo- you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna be like... Jon Snow comes out as trans. Oh. <laughs> Couldn't <laughs> believe it. Well, listen, I wouldn't judge him. No, not at all. Uh, you'd want to date him. Sure would. All right. Listen, what's going... Listen, the fights. Khaleesi dies. That was crazy. Yeah. Alistair I, Overeem. I couldn't believe it. He kills Khaleesi. I don't want to say actually in that I called it. You did. Maybe around too early, but I did call it. Let's just let's just call it the way we saw Dude, it. I knew, what's the matter? What are you looking no, at? No, no. We, we got to get Matt on the phone. Oh, who? Matt, Matt Frivola? The steamroller. We got Matt Frivola. We also have Jeff Nowitzki. We also have Luke Rockhold. Oh, that's a jam-packed a show. Busy show, yeah. Busy show, Jimmy. Get ready for some heavy lifting, Jimmy. I'm only kidding. I'll, I'll do my part. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you ask the serious questions, all right? 
Well. Did you ever think that you'd be the straight man? No, and I'm not. <laughs> hey, we have uh, Matt. What's up, buddy? How you doing? What's up, Matt? Yo, yo, what's up, Matt? What's up, Jim? How you doing, man? How come you're not in studio? Oh, uh, man, I'm uh, actually working at my Army Reserve unit right now. This oh. Guy's, this guy's a th- total badass. Like, you put him with an M16, you drop him in the woods, you put him in a cage. Anywhere you put Matt Vavola, he's a fucking problem, Jimmy. So, Matt, you went into the reserves. When did you go in? How long have you been in the reserves? Um, I've been in the reserves around, like, six years now. I did uh, ROTC when I was going to college down in Tampa, and then uh, been in the reserves ever since. Now, let me ask you, did you, my, my dad was a command sergeant major in the reserves, and he, he retired. Did you ever, were you, uh, is, you, when you go into the reserves, you're not in the regular army first. You just went into the reserves, right? Yeah, I'm in the reserves. So I drill with my unit uh, one weekend a month and then two weeks in the summer. Oh, you got to go, that's right. You go away on active duty for two weeks or something? Yeah. You enjoy it? Yeah, I definitely do. You know, it's, uh, I come in, I got to shave off my beard, cut my hair every month, and uh, <laughs> clean it up a little bit. And uh, go into my unit, do what I got to do, and then uh, get back to training. Now, Matt, when you when you um, are, are in on the reserves, if there's a draft, now we know there's not going to be a draft, probably. But doesn't the reserves get called in after the guys who get called up in the draft? Isn't the reserves the best place to be if a war breaks out? Um, I, I'm I'm not exactly sure about that, but uh, you know, whenever I'm needed, uh, they'll they'll call up the reserves and our unit will mobilize and. We'll be ready to go. He's like a fucking superhero, Jimmy. I know. It's a man's man. But that was me. That was white flag Jim Norton asking the question. <laughs> Jimmy. Just so paranoid about having to do any type of man shit. I think there's a cutoff after um. I'm 50. After they, they 49. They would cut off again, Jimmy. Yo, Maddie, let's do a little... Um, Let's do a little bit of your... Let's talk about your history now. Because you were, as a kid... Let's. Where did you grow up? I grew up uh, Huntington, Long Island. See, Maddie, you know what's weird? I know these answers, but I want the world to know. Yeah, he's asking your question. Yeah. You're interviewing a friend. No, because he can't. I know, so it's weird, but I want the world to know him better. Why don't you ask Matt. him where he trains? <laughs> That's coming up. But listen, I remember you in Huntington, and then you were moving to Florida. You were like a kid. How old were you when you came into Sarah BJJ? Um, I was, I was probably, uh, 18, 19 years old. Yeah. And, and then, you, uh, you weren't there too I, long I started No, no, I started out my jujitsu with you and then, uh, I transferred to uh, the university of Tampa. And as soon as I knew I was going down to Tampa, I was talking to everyone at the gym and they said Matt Arroyo had a gym down in Tampa. So once I moved down there, I started training with Arroyo. Yeah. Maddie was, I feel, I'm pretty sure I'm the one, I think I, t- I remember talking to you and your pops, and telling you about Maddie because Maddie was on season six of The Ultimate Fighter with me, so that's how you know he actually stayed at my at my house when he was getting ready for the uh, for the show, uh, the fight at the end of the season and stuff. But, but really good guy, and he's a great school down there, Maddie Arroyo. Oh yeah, and yeah, Gracie, Gracie Tampa is great. That's right. Give that a plug. It's do you? Great. Go ahead. No, I say, do you miss Tampa? Because like that's like a real party town. So if you go to college in Tampa, I'm surprised you get anything done. <laughs> yeah, it was, I mean, I love Tampa. I'm always going down there uh every once in a while but you know i even when i went down there um going to school and stuff i i always knew i'd end up back in long island this is this is home and you can't change where home is and i had a great time down in tampa but uh you know i'm back where i belong now when you're in florida and i talked to i think a, a director about this who did documentaries on florida don't you feel like everyone in the town knows something you don't 
I feel like they all know each other, and they're all in on something that I'm not aware of when I'm in Florida. Oh, well, when I was in Tampa, I felt like ev- everyone was from the Northeast. So I'd talk to everyone. They'd be like, "Oh, I'm from, I'm from Boston. Oh, I'm from New York. I'm from New Jersey." So I think we all we all just found found each other uh, down there. Do you go to the Yankees uh, training camp? I went down there once when I was there. I went to a game. It was kind of cool. Uh, a preseason game. Yeah, I've, I've been to one of those preseason games, but you know, I'm I'm a Mets fan, so oh, you are. Too many. Yo, Maddie, you're one and one. You're actually one one and one. Your fight with Lando yeah. was fucking awesome. Now you're having great fucking fights, but the one fight that you lost was to uh, it was to Marco Polo, wasn't it? Yeah. Now, did he or did he not get popped since then, or is that the fight he got popped for? Yeah, he got he got popped. I think like. Uh like a couple weeks after we fought, so it, it didn't it didn't like change anything on the results, but kind of put a little asterisk against uh, well, uh, with that loss. I, think, not, I would say not just because you're my, you're my guy, but this is for Marco Polo. Fuck yeah, Marco Polo! Stick to your water sports. What's the matter? For the record, I'm just looking at it right now. It was a contaminated supplement. It was a six month suspension. Suspension, so it's not like an intentional usage. Mm. But that is, I know. But I'm what just do saying. I smell? Whatever. What do you <laughs> just, smell? Just clarify. I smell bullshit. That's right. I don't know. I mean, all these. I don't know. Go to a different yeah, fucking I mean, GNC. Either way, you know? it was a great. It was a great like learning fight for me. Uh, going out there, you know, it was my first UFC fight. I. Probably had a little bit of the UFC jitters, but uh, you know that was also my first loss. And uh, you know I was undefeated as an amateur. I I won my first six pro fights, and then I kind of went into that fight fighting how how I won most of those other fights. Kind of go out there, uh, do what I do, not really worried about anything else. Yeah. And then that that came back and bit me in the ass for that Marco fight. So I got to go back and really learn from that and uh, keep getting my performance is better you know and then the lando fight was a great fight and then uh this past fight finally got to go out there and uh get the win tell me about dealing with that first loss because i remember i spoke to you i believe a little bit about it or we do the text or something but um it's difficult it's weird people you see sides of people and it surprises you you you're like i never thought this guy would say this because pe- nobody knows what to say when somebody loses and if you've never lost before you never had to deal with all the assholes you deal with nothing but oh man you're that's fucking great and this and that you're kicking ass but once you stumble once things get a little rough not only it's not that you find out who your friends are that could be true but it's more of you'd be shocked at who says the wrong fucking thing do you agree? Yeah, yeah. I mean, every, everyone's got an opinion. And, like, I'd be going to my smoothie spot, and the guy's telling me, you know, you got to keep your hands up. And I'm looking at him like. <laughs> like you didn't know that, right? <laughs> and, uh, it's amazing, but, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But isn't it also annoying when people try to wax poetic and be overly supportive, and you're like, just shut the fuck up. When they try to give you inspirational quotes, when you're like, all right, I lost it, I'm moving forward. But they try to keep saying, you know, we, 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 all warriors fall. It's about standing up. And you're like, just shut up. Hey, Maddie, what, what if they tell yeah. you that, that you got to get the eye of the tiger back? What would you say? <laughs> oh, my God. That, then I, I, give them, I give them the eye of the tiger right, right? there. 
I, I'll tell you. Who I, said I, that? I, Who said that? A good, a good friend of mine. This, this, oh, my hillbilly friend. You got to get the eye of yeah. the tiger back. And he actually called me after that. He goes, Matt, did I say that? I go, you did, buddy. <laughs> he goes, oh, man, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's 12 years ago. It's all right. It's awful. You know? And that's not <laughs> a bad dude. They just, they just don't know what to say. But listen, I wouldn't enough know. of all that fucking bullshit. You just took out the tarantula. Yeah, yeah, we did. Right? It's I mean, and he, dude, talk about a good nickname. Yeah. Right? That's a great not nickname. The, not the hair, but the oh, long in arms. Yeah. You know? Yeah, he was. It was a fitting, fitting nickname. And, uh, and then, uh, uh, you know, we steamrolled him. And, uh, and I think I proved that, that nickname for myself, too. So I like the way you were, uh, you know, because you show that you could bang and that you could hurt people. You got heavy hands. You could take a shot. But I like that you you showed, hey man, I I know this this guy's all limbs. Let me put him on his ass. Let me show that I'm well rounded. I don't just have to to bang it out. So I mean that as as a to show like your arsenal as a martial artist. That was a, that was a good fight for you, man. Yeah, definitely. I wanted to go in there and show my fight IQ that you know I could go. I know that this guy was a was a good striker and that he wanted to uh, you know stand up and and use his Muay Thai. And that and and that I know that I'm well rounded and and I can uh, you know use use my fight IQ to to really go out there and defeat him and get the win. Oh, and congratulations on making the uh, the wall of fame over at Lore MMA. Oh uh, yeah, no, <laughs> come on, it's, man! Uh, it's a good picture. Yeah, it's huge. It's you know, huge. I've been jumping rope, like staring at that wall, looking at uh, looking at you with the belt, looking at Weidman with the belt, and all the. All the uh, legends of Long Island uh, picturing myself up on that wall, and now now we're up there, and, and now I'm starting to picture myself up on that on that wall with a UFC title around my waist, like you guys. Well, fuck yeah, man! So what's next, Maddie? Who are we calling out? Who do we want? Stop being so humble, <laughs> <laughs> Maddie. Well, he's a nice yeah, kid. I mean, I, go ahead. I, got, I definitely, I'm definitely eyeing up a few guys. Um, I'm going to definitely, you know, yeah. talk with you, talk with Longo, talk yeah. with Arroyo. And, uh, I definitely, I want to come back, um, uh, like late August. I got to go away for the military for those two yeah. weeks in June. So once I get back right. from that, I want to get right in the fight camp mid June and, uh, you know, eight, eight weeks I'll be, I'll be ready to go late August. So that's what, that's what I'm looking at. All right, Matt, we have to jump because we have uh, Jeff Nowitzki calling and Luke Rockhold. We're happy you were able to come on at all, though, considering what you're doing this week. And next time, come in studio, buddy. Yeah, we'd love to have you in. Yeah, jump on the train. Yeah, definitely will. Definitely will. And uh, just want to thank thank you, Matt, you know, for uh, all the jujitsu I've been doing at your place. You know, I'm rolling with the wrecking crew at Sarah BJJ, <laughs> and this guy's jujitsu felt like nothing on the ground. So. Ah, you're the man, Matty. Say hello to your pops. Yeah. And, hey, thank you again for that sauce. I don't know if you guys are... You have any love? He made he had he gave me the, they make the homemade sauce, Maddie. <laughs> oh really? Oh yeah, he gave me some. It's got some garlic in it. It was fucking delicious. Oh, it's a good stuff. <laughs> All right, Maddie. See you Take later, care, Matt. Steve Take care. Roller. All right, guys. See you. All right, be good. He's an. I told you he's a nice kid. I nice wish we didn't kid. have to go because I wanted to ask you about the physical. To me, the military, the hardest part. I mean, aside from you know being shot at in a war, is the fucking PT you got to do. It's all yeah. the running and the oh, yeah. jumping. I well, fucking hate thing. it. That's another thing about this kid. First of all, shaping you. Well, gotta I get him in studio. He doesn't look weak, but he's like one of those guys that's actually <laughs> one of those yeah. stronger than he even looks. Like he's just got that freaky strength, and uh, I don't think endurance is a problem for him. I mean, you saw him versus Lando. No, yeah. You saw him with the fucking tarantula. 
Yeah. I like that name. They call him the tarantula, by the way. He was afraid of spiders, so he started collecting tarantulas, and he has like 200 tarantulas. 200? Yeah. Where? I hate spiders! I fucking hell! Stop those motherfuckers! Where does he keep? I I, I killed a bug last time. I try not to kill bugs. I was in my bathroom. It was late. It was a baby silverfish. I crunched it. They're so gross. Did you cry if you killed it? disgusting. No, you know what I do with silverfish? I put a towel down. They're crafty little fuckers. They're so fast. I I know. They really are. They're fucking 200 legs. (laughs) And I always, I always, I finally get them on this, this, uh, like a, a paper towel, and I open my patio door and I drop them out there so they can be killed by a larger predator. But I don't have to feel guilty about well, it. Sure. The thing I don't is like this. killing things. The thing is, no. I used to. I would do the same I'm 50, thing. Matt. I would do the same thing. And I am a half a hippie myself. I swear I'm getting soft, Jimmy. Yeah, no. Just the fact that you're saying half a hippie instead of what you really want to call me. <laughs> I, I don't know what you're talking about, Jimmy. But listen to me. I love you. But the thing is this. What are we talking about? You're oh, talking. bugs. Yo, bugs. There's a spider in my kitchen. If you think I'm getting a paper towel, get in the paper towel and let me open the... Oh, kids, open the door. No, you know what I'm doing? The same thing if it's with a burglar. Stopping that motherfucker. Get, you're, you're in my house. Scaring me and my... my not me. You're not scaring me, Jimmy. I don't get scared from a spider. But they scare my kids. And the wife. Yeah, women hate spiders. Done. Hey, can we, have, we have, I'd like to get Jalen Turner on the phone because I'd love to ask him about these who? goddamn... Isn't that who is... Uh, yeah, well, that's who he just lost. He lost to Matt in the last fight. So, I mean, we could, right. maybe we could talk to him. Yeah. Is he the tra- who's the tarantula? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah okay, yeah. yeah. I would love to talk to him because about these fucking spiders. These guys have these weird little hobbies. Where do you keep 200? I guarantee uh, that's a misprepare. Wait a second. It's crazy. I mean, that's what I read when I was doing a little Wait, he was afraid of spiders, so he... So he started to, you know, it's like face your fear. Like, you're afraid of heights, he'd start doing skydiving or whatever. He started collecting Did spiders, apparently. I, I mean, I guess if he has 200. Does he pet yeah. them? Tarantulas don't really bite, I heard. They're just hairy and ugly. Yeah, they're just disgusting little weird. Would you hold one? Would I hold one? I guess. I mean, I don't would really you let one? I, I hate the fact that one leg is lifting while the other one goes down. And what about on that James Bond movie with fucking Sean Connery when it was obvious it was on a fucking piece of glass? Do you remember, that's old shit. No. Do you remember that? Only me and Longo remember that. No. They showed it like a tarantula crawling on Sean Connery. Oh, he probably wouldn't allow it. Well, uh, I'm going to get Mr. Nowitzki. <laughs> Worst on reference ever. I'm sorry, everybody. Why? Oh, I knocked out my thing. <clears throat> Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Oh. Oh, I just turned the volume down. Hi, everybody. I'm, I'm back like I never left. All right, and the golden snitch. That's who we're calling? Yeah, that's who you got right now. Oh. Oh, good. Do we have Jeff Nowitzki on the phone? Hello? Who's this? Hi, we're calling for, uh, this is UFC Unfiltered, calling for Jeff Nowitzki. It's Jim Norton and Matt Serra. You got the, you got the room number. <laughs> Sorry, that's our horrible producer. <laughs> Take care. All right. I didn't mean to call you a horrible producer. I just didn't know what else to no, say. That's not my fault. Let I me, know. Let me say. Well, listen. You probably dialed it wrong. If I was a I snitch, said, I'd be changing my number too. <laughs> he likes being called uh, the golden snitch. I think his t-shirt's made up. He's shit. sort of like embracing it now, yeah. But be, like, So it's funny, and I don't really get it. I don't feel like going through it again, though. I think we heard it. <laughs> Did we hear it? Oh, that about what he is? But he's a snitch. He's Nobody likes to be called a snitch. You're not a snitch if that's your job. You're a snitch if it's not your job and you do it. But you don't call an FBI agent a snitch. It's his fucking job. That is true. To catch you. I know. You don't call cops snitches unless they talk about other cops. That's that If a cop snitches. tells on another cop, he's a yeah. snitch. But if a cop tells on a burglar, he's a cop. <laughs> doing his job. I know. So Jeff like, ah. Golden snitch, though, is kind of like, I guess, an affectionate. I think he likes it. He definitely likes it. I think he gave a shirt to Joe Rogan. He did. Well, and it's funny, too, because it's not, that's not really, he, he doesn't work for USADA. <laughs> so, like, he's not snitching on anybody, but it's you, just man. a fun nickname. I, I, Didn't like, he used to work for USADA? 
four shots of grappa yesterday. No, he worked for the government. Like, he worked... Uh, Oh, that's right. You know, stuff in the, in the government. FDA. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he worked for USAD at one point, but he, you know, that's not his job now. Yeah, hey, oh, here he is. Jeff, what's up, no, buddy? I'm just getting the oh, right number. It was and you know what's wrong. funny? Um, nobody told, I mean, people exaggerate shit. Like, I'm like, dude, I didn't really get threatened. Like, there was a guy yelling some shit on the fucking answered machine at my one school. Wait, but there's, no, because there's a lot of clickbait out there. So it's Matt Sarah threatened over the comments over at TJ. Man, really? It yeah. wasn't. Don't exaggerate shit for clickbait. Someone get in Matt's face. Jimmy. You wouldn't take kindly to that, would you? Yeah, Jimmy, I just say, listen, leave me alone and walk away. I don't want charges pressed against me, Jimmy. No, I know. Jimmy, I'm a husband and a father. But you wouldn't like it. I don't, I don't like being fucked with, Jimmy. You know? That's why I was training this morning with Pete Drago Cell, man. I like to keep the blade sharp. When you're out, let me ask you, when you're out with your wife, you catch a yes. guy looking. Not being crazy, but just kind of looking a little bit. Do you say anything or do you, what do you do? Uh... That the, what do you mean? That's a good question. Because like, I know, just, you know, if a guy's like... There's, no, listen. You're with your wife. My, and, you know, my, I think, I, you know, if there's people got different types. I feel my wife's very attractive. But, you is. know, so if somebody is um like oogling, like oogling? Oogling. Oogling. Like, yeah. like really like looking up and down and tapping their friend or something, th- then they'd be, they could be just... That's the, I feel this disrespectful. I could say something, you know? Uh... You know, if it's just like I, I catch a look, what could you do, man? I, I know, mean, yeah. Where, I mean, guys looking, and I, uh, you know, I could, just, I, I look, maybe I raise the eyebrows or something, you know. Do you like, try to stare the guy down or no? Nah, man. I just look at him a little bit and, and be like, well, you know, can I help you? You know, that kind of thing. And then, you know, usually you say, no, you can't help me. You ask him? Well, I mean, if they're disrespectful. You say, can I help you? I would, that's, that's I would ask. One. Can I help you, know, you? Can I help you? Yeah. That's a good one. You like that? Is that what you like? You're not gonna like it in a second, motherfucker. I'll tell you right now. You're loving it now. I want to be. I want to go through a yeah. week being Matt Sarah, Jimmy. Being Jim Norton stinks. Nah, it doesn't, Jimmy. You would. You would. You would tickle that tickle. You would. You would. Yeah, exactly. Like a cuck. I'd just joke my way out of it. Oh, they're hand-holding with my girl. Yeah, now you can't let nobody be disrespectful to you like that. I mean, yeah. that's the beauty of jujitsu. That's why I really want you to come down to Hensel Gracie Upper West Side. Up so on seventy second, yeah. No, I have to go to eighth. Yeah, well, I, I wanted. To, I was just giving them a plug because oh, they just opened up. And I went there the other day. My buddy Luca Atalia was there. He runs that thing. I know that guy for like twenty five years. And I told you before, very good to me that guy. When I was in Brazil, was a purple belt, only American in there. Oh, I think I told Phoenix. So <laughs> kickboxing, Jamie English would be a good kickboxing teacher. Of course, Thai boxing, kickboxing. I might go to him. Um, all right, I got the right number now. For the record, not on me. It was off by one one number. It was a four as opposed to a five. It's not. We really wanted to hear that. Yeah. I just got to clear my name, you know. Well, it doesn't change the fact we called the wrong number, Jimmy. It does not. <laughs> so somebody would test that first. <laughs> uh, yeah, you, you know, know, somebody didn't. It's all uh, good, you know. Somebody didn't test it. After a stressful game, it's only natural to need some well-deserved rest. Upgrade your current sleep situation because Mattress Firm is offering the best bed deal of the year. Get a king bed for a queen price or a queen bed for a twin price for savings of up to 700 bucks. Plus, take home a free adjustable base up to a $699 value. That's $699 for free. You'll only find these deals during Mattress Firm's Memorial Day sale. So don't miss your chance to start sleeping like a pro. Shop now at mattressfirm.com slash sale. There's nothing worse than being uncomfortable in bed. It's, it's horrible. You're not rested the next day. You suck at work. Mattress Firm's Memorial Day sale is offering the best bed deal of the year. Save up to $700 when you get a king bed for a queen price or a queen bed for a twin price plus 
Take home a free adjustable base that's up to a $699 value, free. Visit mattressfirm.com slash sale for more details. What up, everybody? This is CJ McCollum from the Portland Trailblazers. And here's a little taste of what we talked about on this week's Pull Up Podcast. Very special mini post-Game 7 episode of Pull Up, an epic Game 7 in Denver. 37 points back-to-back essentially closeout buckets. Why were you so successful last night? I think it just really came down to my demeanor and mindset. Empty the clip, leave nothing out there. I wanted to say I did everything in my power and I left all my bullets out there on the court and didn't bring anything home. How do you shift to a completely new animal, an absolute monster in the Warriors? In the playoffs, it just comes down to X's and O's and execution more so than anything else. The Warriors aren't going to run a lot of plays. They're going to run a lot of misdirection out of timeouts and late clock situations. But most of it's going to be mid-pick and roll. It's going to be pin downs and flares and things of that nature for Clay and Steph in a lot of transition. So you have to guard the three-point line, get back in transition, and make it as difficult as possible on them. Don't forget to... Subscribe and listen every week on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your shows. But all right, we go. Do we have Jeff on the phone? Yeah, this is Jeff. Hey, buddy, you're talking to uh, Matt, Sarah, and Jim Norton. How are you? What's up, Jeff? What's up, guys? I'm good. How you doing? Good. We just called the wrong number by mistake. In our- yeah, sorry, that was my bad. I, I I gave the wrong number. I missed that last digit by one. Our producer should have tested it. He is completely at fault. You are. You have been cleared. Um, yeah, I agree. I agree. I blame him. Now, we, we're just talking about your nickname, the Golden Snitch. I, I was not familiar with that nickname. Uh, do you hate it, or have you kind of just went, ah, it's all right? Yeah, I don't, I don't mind it. I think it's kind of endeared me to people that, you know, hey, a snitch isn't always the best term, but, um, you know, the fact that I've, I guess, embraced it a little bit has kind of endeared me to people, and... That's, you know, part of my job is, you know, gaining trust of fighters, camps, maybe even UFC fans. So, I mean, if that's if that's worked in those respects by kind of accepting that, then it's all good. I was just telling Jimmy, though, you can't be a snitch if it's your job. That's right. Matt raised a really good point. <laughs> right, and Jimmy? Then, and then I said to Matt, it's like if a cop snitches on a cop, he's a snitch. But if a cop snitches on a burglar, he's not a snitch. So you're not being a snitch because you're not you're, you're doing your job. Yeah, I mean, it's completely off and, you know, categorizing what I do. But then again, I don't know if you guys have seen, like, the Harry Potter's series, but the golden snitch on that is this game and it's this desirable object that you want in the game. So that's my take on it, that I'm more of the desirable object from the Harry Potter series than actually a snitch. So how long did you work for the FDA? So I was with the FDA for about uh, seven and a half years, the last seven and a half years of my law enforcement career. Previous to that, I was with the uh, Treasury Department for 15 years as a special agent. Oh, wow. Okay. So what were you doing? Were you investigating like uh, uh, counterfeit money or was that Secret Service does that? Yeah, Secret Service. So have you seen the movie uh, The Untouchables, the whole Elliot Ness story? Sure. Elliot Ness was a Treasury agent. So, you know, we investigated federal crimes involving money, often supporting the FBI or the DEA, and we were the ones that followed the money. So similar to the Al Capone story where, you know, you have these these bad guys out there breaking the laws and you can't catch them for what the underlying activity is because they insulate themselves. Sure. Most typically the money always goes back to the leader of the organization. So FBI, DEA, Secret Service, ATF would bring us in. We trace the money. 
and be able to identify most of the time who the leader of the criminal organization was. Wow, so you could trace it almost like, and they do all these, what are they called, like uh, like forensic, uh, they got, what do they call the guys who, who do like almost forensics on the books so they can go back and trace where all the money has gone and, and, and weed through all the bullshit and the, and the dummy companies they set up? Yeah, that's exactly it. Forensic accounting um, is the term. So, yep, um, you know, a detective in a sorts, but, you know, following money trails. Who's most reluctant to give up the information? Like, you have to go to Swedish banks, or you have to go to this one or that one. Do you have to get court orders for everything, I guess? And what is the hardest information to get financially? Yeah, yeah, there's, you know, definitely, um, you know, Switzerland, Cayman Islands, offshore banking accounts, where typically bad guys would go and place their money there because they had very strict disclosure laws, you know, for foreign countries asking for information. That's changed a little bit in the last decade or so. Um, because of sanctions the U.S. put on those countries and they forced them to turn over information. Definitely, yeah, those offshore, um, you know, havens for money were difficult, although in the last 10 years or so, they've become a little bit easier based on sanctions or threatened sanctions the U.S. has, you know, placed on those on those countries and in order to get them to comply with, um, you know, court orders or subpoenas to turn over that information. So it's gotten a little bit easier recently. When you investigated, too, you investigated, like, you know, Clemens and Barry Bonds and Lance Armstrong, like, like Ken Seiko, did Major League Baseball, did they ask you to investigate these guys? Because they don't have enough USADA working for Major League Baseball. Like, what was, uh, what was the process? Who, who asked you to investigate these ballplayers? No, no, it, it, they didn't. In fact, um, they were a little bit standoffish in some of these investigations. And the reality, though, is we weren't necessarily investigating the players themselves. We were investigating the, the individuals that were distributing the drugs to those athletes. And, and most of those times, those players or, or um, athletes were witnesses in our case. And in, in the occasion of a Bonds or a Clemens, the reason that they were prosecuted was because, you know, we figured out that they lied before grand juries or in the case of Clemens before Congress. So when I an athlete, I basically would say, look, you're, you're not a target of the investigation. If you tell them you're just going to be a fine trial, but that's it. But if you don't tell the truth, you know, there's a potential you could be prosecuted. Your phone dropped out a bit, but I think we call what you were saying. is Basically, you would tell the athletes you're not going to get in trouble if you just tell the truth. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. They were considered witnesses and not targets as long as they told the truth. Okay. Jeff, a big story in recent days is that uh, Dan Ige. Ige. Well, I want to hear about this because he had his blood taken for what he believed was a USADA test, but it turns out it was not USADA and it was not intended for him. Can you explain what happened there? Yeah. yeah the, 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 Are we losing him? I don't know. Jeff, hey, Jeff, you guys got me? No, yeah, it's in and out a little bit. I'm not sure if you're moving. You know what? Let, let me walk out. I'm in my house with some bad reception. Let me walk outside here. Cool. Yeah, I got a dead zone in my apartment. Like, my bedroom gets it and my living room, but yeah. the hallway that connects them, I lose every call. I just wanted to throw in an uninteresting fact about myself. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to say something boring. Point, you know, mission well, accomplished. I had to shoot the shit until he walked outside. No, I know, but he got <laughs> I heard the door All shut. Right. Yeah, Jeff. I should... Uh, I should be good now. Good. Yeah, that's so, good. yeah, Dan, Dan Ige, I mean, that was the oh, most uh, coincidental of circumstances I've ever heard of. So, he, you know, he's used to USADA coming pretty early in the morning to test him. And uh, one day last week, he got a knock on the door uh, around the time that USADA would come, 6, 6.30 a.m. Um, he opens the door, and an individual says, hey, I'm here to take your blood. Um, so he sits down. Um, he start, they start taking his blood, and he notices it's a lot more than they usually take. So 
you start to ask them some questions, well, turn to find out at the end of the collection, um, the person was there for a neighbor on the, on the neighboring street with the same number of his oh. house. Um, it was an elderly person that was just getting the blood drawn for lab work. And uh, unfortunately for Dan, the, the collector left before he realized anything or collected his thoughts. And so he was very worried that someone was walking around with three vials of his blood. Uh, we got involved, encouraged him to both go to law enforcement, and then we called into the laboratory. And as of the end of last week, the laboratory provided him with some documents that they you know, disposed of the blood and there was nothing sinister behind it and an honest mistake. But it's a good lesson to all of our athletes. Whenever USADA or a representative that they contract with throughout the world comes for a collection. Say no. A, they're go- oh, no. They're go- yeah, they're going to have a they're like credential to show. They're going to have paperwork from right. USADA. If they're not USADA, authorizing the collection. So all UFC athletes should always ensure that they see that documentation before they provide a sample. Man, yeah. w- Jimmy, wait, wait, hold on. Jeff, what is the chances of that? I, I mean, know. That's, that's like, what is that? <laughs> That's insane. Well, yeah, one in a million. Right? Well, it's only happened once, right? So I guess it doesn't, like, there's so many fighters and so many tests. It just happened once. It was just like a, a freak of the numbers, I guess, being the same address. Yeah, I mean, what are the odds at the exact same house number, um, but the street next door, and that this individual uh-huh. they mistakenly show up at is used to, you know, providing blood at 6, 6.30 a.m. in the morning? I mean, astronomical odds. Can I ask you, too, why, why do they go at 6.30? Is that because guys usually start training at 7 and they want to catch you? That seems like a really lousy time to come. <laughs> yeah, it, it, believe me, it, it sucks for our athletes. It is, it is a burden. And, you know, I try to explain to everybody, you know, I don't know if you guys see, but once a fighter does 25 uh, tests without incident, they get a little reward from USADA, this shirt that's only available to a fighter that's produced 25, you know, clean tests. And, I always try to tweet out that information. I get a lot of response of, oh, wow, this is a don't cheat award. Why should anybody, you know, just award like that? Well, here's a perfect example. It's more than just not cheating. It's being woken up at 6, 6.30 a.m., you know, multiple times a month potentially because the first urine provision of the morning um, tends to be the most sensitive because your body overnight processes what is in it okay. and excretes that out probably at the highest level of the morning. Um, so, so our guys and girls, you know, as part of our roster, um, are inconvenienced all the time, and it is it's a pain in the butt. Uh, but most of them embrace it because they realize, you know, what's at stake in this sport uh, when it comes to you know anti-doping in a clean sport. Absolutely, and I'm not sure if you heard, uh, but T.J. Dillashaw uh, <laughs> got popped uh, for EPO. Can you uh, talk about that and how it probably was not a mistake? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I definitely heard. I mean, that's, uh. that's in my, my wheelhouse in my department. And, you know, there's a couple things said. Number one, I'm in this position into rubbing salt in the wounds. Sure. CJ is now suspended for two years, which I think is very significant. Um, you look at response to it. Matt, you know, I, I watched your video. Um, I think that's very significant, too. He's definitely taken a beating publicly. Um, I do think there is something to be for, you know, admitting right away a wrongdoing and guilt, which which he did very quickly here. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's shitty. I, I don't yeah. think it's happening when any of our fighters test positive. Uh, but hopefully, you know, other fighters see that and say, hey, we're not fooling around with this program. It doesn't matter where you fall on the UFC roster, whether you're right. a current champion, former champion, or you're, 
you know, first fight in the UFC. Everybody's being treated equally. And anyone runs afoul of the program, you know, they're going to be sanctioned accordingly. accordingly. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I think that, uh, I think as far as him accepting it, I think he was caught. So I think he shouldn't get a, a pat on the bat for saying, hey, man, I did it. Because you know what? You guys caught him. He didn't come out and say, guys, you know what? Take that. You know, maybe you should test that again. No, he got caught. What else is he going to do? You know? And this is a big thing. He did an apology. And in that apology, I didn't hear one anything for the guys that he fought when he was was on this. Unless he's saying it was one time. But I wouldn't believe a word he said. For, and their families. He mentioned that he had a kid. What about their kids? I'm going off now, Jeff. I'm sorry. Let's get back to the... Uh, business at hand <laughs> that tj's a cheater i think yeah, two, yeah, hey, hey, know, personally I, jeff i think two years is too little yeah I, I can't argue you know with any of those and a lot of people have you know those same same thoughts i i will tell you that in my experience both in this ufc program and then previously you know and i've dealt with hundreds of athletes that have used that have gotten caught and uh, red-handed and not everybody's done with TJ and others, you know, will deny it to their grave. Um, but yeah, I mean, Hey, this sport, and this is why I love this sport so much and feel so proud of what we're doing here. The importance level of antidote in this sport, you know, far outweighs any other sport in the world. In 100%. my opinion, my experience, yep. so I get everything you're saying and Hey, that's why I, Lorenzo and Dana brought me here four years ago to put this together because of those things you're saying that, you know, yeah. you're looking out for health and safety of the human beings more clearly in this sport than any others when it comes to anti-doping. Dana made a point too about the amount of money he pays you Sada. Why are they not checking this all the time? And I know you clarified that, but can you explain uh, to us why they're not looking at it in every test? And I also, a follow-up question is, why do tests take so long? Like, if they're going to test you uh, right before the fight, why can't they get a quick result? Yeah, well, I mean, when it comes to the EPO test, um, it takes three days just to prepare the urine sample for testing. Oh. Uh, there's certain, you know, chemical things that they have to do to it just to prepare it to put it on the machine. So, unfortunately, that's just the reality of the science behind it. Um, yeah, when it comes to why isn't a test done for EPO, I, I think maybe to just simple terms, in the, in the course of our testing program, four years in the UFC, we've only had two positive US, uh, EPO tests. Wow. Um, that being said, you know, looking back at the percentage of EPO tests that we've done, you know, we've had about 12,000 tests done in the history of this program. And I don't know specific numbers, but what I do know is EPO testing is done at more than 30% of the samples. Um, the reason that it's not done on every sample is because, A, it's expensive, and, B, if you look at the statistics, ours being one of them, EPO is not the most commonly used performance-enhancing drug. So why would you want to dedicate all these testing dollars to a drug that's not the most common drug so again, in simple terms, $100 for your program. The standard panel, the most common drugs we find, steroids, stimulus, SARMs, say it costs a dollar to test, and the EPO tests $4 a test. So if you had $100 and you did EPO testing on every sample, that would be a total of $5, one for the standard uh, panel right. and four for the EPO. So that would be 20 tests for dollars. Um, versus 
say you did, you know, 10 EPOs, um, that would be $40 for the EPO. And then you'd have 60 tests for the most common drugs that we find um, dedicated to that. So it's, you know, it's a numbers game. And, and every test, I say this all the time, every test that USADA does is for a purpose. There's a reason behind it. They're not drawing names out of a hat. They're not drawing what test is coming out of a hat. They study this. There's statistical analysis done, looking at our athletes' biological passports to see if anything's suspicious that would trigger an EPO test. Um, so, you know, again, EPO is, while it's, I think, a dangerous drug, it's a drug that would be very, you know, beneficial to a UFC fighter. It's not, uh, you know, on the scale of commonness, it's not the most common drug and so why would you dedicate all your testing dollars to a drug that's not as commonly used as the others? Can you speculate, or, or do you know why you said it would, uh, your biological makeup, what tests were done? What was it that triggered it where they wanted to test TJ? That I don't know. And they don't, you know, it's a reason, there's a purpose why USADA does not share that information with me. Their administration program is independent of the UFC, so there can be no favoritism. Sure. There could be no tip fighters to why something is happening um, so they keep that information you know somewhat proprietary um, and don't even share it with me um, I, I can guess or imagine that you know something may have triggered on his biological passport I can guess that potentially you know USADA has a toll-free tip line where athletes or camps can call in with tips you know maybe they got some tips on him um, I don't know, but again, there, there's a purpose behind why they do. They don't do it just by you know drawing a name. Oh, okay. That's that. Hey, Jeff, <clears throat> is it correct that TJ's test against Cody Garbrandt was retested and came back negative for EPO? No, that is not true. Uh, okay. What is true is Usada you know, came down. I asked them without getting specific and look at those Cody fights and even, you know, further back than that when he fought uh, John Lineker yeah. and I think Rafael Asensio. And what they told me, although not specific, is surrounding all of those fights, either, you know, in the time before, the time after, in some cases both, there were PO tests done on him and uh, he was negative for those tests. Oh, so they didn't have to retest the samples because they're saying they were already done. They did. They did. The samples, there were some samples that were done for EPO, not necessarily um, all of them, but oh. around surrounding all those sites, they let me know that there were some samples done for EPO. The one test did go back and retest was a December test that they had collected from him leading up to the Cejudo fight. It didn't have an EPO analysis done on it. Man. They retained that sample, went back and tested that, and that was positive uh, for EPO as well. Oh, it was positive. No, this is around uh, Cejudo, not uh, C Cody. You're oh, about yeah, Cody. oh, yeah. But, well, Cody Garbrandt tweeted, to test all samples, I bet for a fact more EPO pops up. And then he calls TJ, you know, he is, he's a coward. And then he says, TJ, well, then he's called him a scumbag and stuff. But he said to test them all. And he guarantees he's going to get more pops. So, I mean, if I was Cody, though, I would be... Like, live it. I would be like, 100% test my fights again. I don't care if this... So who's saying not just because they gave tests around that? They can't specifically say they tested for both Cody's fights with him. They're saying they didn't. Correct? Yeah. Well, well again, again, there were tests done in the immediate vicinity of those fights. Um, I, I say that every single test that they did on TJ around those done for pre-PO, but there was there was some EPO testing done around those fights, and again, they came back negative. You're currently in the process of going back and looking to see 
if any of those were samples remain. Um, not only does USADA retain samples, sometimes laboratories on their own will retain samples. And so they're going and searching through that database. Oh, and, you yeah. know, should any be remaining, they will definitely go back and test those. How long do they save them for, Jeff Starr? Do you, do you know, like, because it seems like just storing blood for X amount of years, how, how long would the typical fighter's sample be saved? They can save them for up to 10 years oh. under our policy. And it's, again, just because of storage space and cost, it's not every single one. But, you know, again, nothing's done randomly. There's a purpose behind every sample they keep. But there are samples that are kept for potentially up to 10 years. So they will be going back and testing those those Cody fights for EPO. If if there are remaining, correct. And, you know, the reason that they keep these samples, it it acts as a decision. So if an athlete's out there that has a new drug that they think is undetectable at the time, I mean, we educate all of our athletes that, hey, just because you think you may be getting away with it now, you know, five yeah. years, 10 years from now, new science may come about that can detect this. And so you might not be fighting anymore, but your legacy, you know, will still be around and could take a hit oh, um, if there were retests like that. Well, yeah, his, his legacy already took a, a, a major hit. And, and do you think, uh, Jeff, that we, again, I know you can only speculate as to why any athlete would take uh, any particular drug. But do you think that an athlete dealing with going to a, uh, a division down in weight, could that somehow benefit him? Could that motivate someone to do a one-time thing with EPO? Yeah, you know, potentially. Um, you know, EPO has got a lot, of, a, a lot of properties that would help uh, a UFC fighter. Um, definitely would give you more endurance because it creates more red blood cells and red blood cells with their job is to bring oxygen to your muscles as they're working hard. So it's good for endurance. It's very good for recovery. Um, from what I've been told anecdotally from those athletes that have used it, you can work out as hard as you can imagine every day of the week and wake up the next morning feeling great. Um, I've also been told anecdotally, it has a small, you know, anabolic effect where it would potentially cut down on body fat and increase Lean miles. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I can't get in, into the head of TJ or sure. anybody else of why they used it, but certainly there's, there's a lot of properties that would benefit a UFC fighter. Okay, and um, let me ask you about uh, also a, f- a fighter who's not as commonly spoken about, but there was a lifetime ban. He's the first fighter. Uh, is it uh, Ruslan Magomedov? Is that how you say his name? Or Ruslan? Yeah. Yep. He, he was a heavyweight. Can you, what, what, what happened to him? He just wouldn't stop? Yeah, so he, uh, he had a positive test for which he was uh, sanctioned for two years. And during that period of time, and, and TJ and anybody else under sanction is including, included in this, you're, you still continue to be tested. But during the course of your sanction, it's not like, okay, you can go away and, and do whatever you want. USADA will still show up regularly and test you. So in regards to Ruslan, they showed up again during his two-year sanction. That test came back positive. Um, hadn't been adjudicated yet when they went back to him for a third time. And when they asked him to provide a sample, uh, he declined. He said, basically, look, I'm through with this. I don't want to provide a sample. And outright refusal to provide a sample is considered a violation. So he was looking at, you know, not only the first, which he was currently under sanction, but a second, third, and under our policy, a third time sanction is a lifetime ban. And he didn't want to fight it, and uh, I don't think had any, you know, reasoning of why he declined the test, and so he is not going to be able to compete for the UFC ever. Okay, and can you can you uh, 
Give us a little light on what, why Paulo Costa, uh, what do you have to say about his recent withdrawal from a fight, uh, or potential fight with Yoel uh, in uh, Fort Lauderdale? Yeah, uh, I, I don't have any comment on that. Um, I, my understanding is that, that New York has uh, issued him you know, a fine or a sanction and that USADA is still uh, evaluating this. And it's not until cases are adjudicated and resolved that we comment on them. So I'm not going to comment on that one right now. Okay, that's fair. And can I, well, then can I ask you this? It's kind of a side, because he's saying that the drug uh, is a medication called Placil. Are you familiar with that medication in general? Uh, somewhat familiar with it, yeah. Okay, and is it something that you have heard of in the past or other instances of other people using for nausea legitimately? Uh, you know, other than, other than in the medical world, not necessarily in regards to, to a UFC fighter, no. Okay. Um, yeah, I guess I, I don't want to, you know, uh, push that if you don't want to, uh, if, if you can't talk about it. I like to say adjudicated, too. That's such an official word. <laughs> that's, that's a government word, adjudicate. Like, regular people it's, just... Yeah, it's a, you're completely right there. Sometimes I find myself still using the, the lingo of the federal agent. So it's basically... The case has been resolved, so yeah. the, the sanction's been announced or the investigation's been completed with no sanction, so the finality of the case, basically. No, adjudicate's a great word. It just sounds like that's, a, that's an official fucking word. Now, can you, you kind of, <laughs> uh, in, in that same vein where you're talking about this, uh, can you talk about that decision, too, which I think is a pretty good decision uh, that you saw to make. They're going to wait to announce anti-doping violations until after a fighter's had the opportunity to uh, uh, contest uh, positive uh, result. How do you feel about that? And what brought that on? Was that uh, fighters pushing back or what happened there? Yeah, absolutely. It's a good call. And uh, I'll, I'll take that responsibility off USADA because that was our, the UFC's responsibility and mine, actually. When we first put this program together four years ago, I thought, you know, that the more transparency, the better. And that, hey, even if a positive result came from, say, a supplement, so it wasn't intentional use, I thought, hey, announcing it right off the bat is a good thing because it would deter athletes from using supplements that weren't safe or causing them to do you know, a little bit more research. But what we found after a couple of years was that there was, there was a good percentage of our positive tests that did come from supplement contamination. And it's always the first message out there publicly is the one that sticks. And you had athletes out there that you know, other than maybe not being careful enough about what supplements they were using, we're not intentional cheaters. They're not and cheaters. We're being, la we're being labeled as such because you often had a three or four month, you know, gap between the, the initial announcement and then four months later, oh, b oh, by the way, that initial announcement of that positive test, yeah, it was from a, a very low level contaminant in a supplement. It just wasn't fair to the fighters. Um, so to be clear, though, at the end, again, using our fancy word of adjudicated, at the end, Every time a case is adjudicated, in every instance, we will be transparent about that. Either, you know, what the sanction was, what the, um, what the prohibited substance was. So there's just a little delay at and, you know, all the facts have been gathered, but we're always going to be transparent about this program. Yeah, by, by the way, I'm going to annoy everyone with that word now. Uh, you know, pending adjudication, <laughs> people are going to hate my guts. Now, you know, because, yeah, guys like Juju Dos Santos, like, that really hurt JDS. Because uh, it, it's like the correction of the article is never as prominent as the original article. 100%. Headline on page one, redaction right. on the back page, right? I mean, that's, that's always the case. So, and that, again, I take responsibility. That's on me. I thought, you know, hey, this would encourage athletes to be really safe and careful. But 
after a couple of years, I saw, you know, so many cases where it just wasn't fair to these athletes to be labeled as intentional cheaters for a couple months um, when, when they really weren't. Do you think the amount of testing Jones, I mean, we all know John, you know, Jones, you have to face quite a bit of testing. Uh, do you think it's warranted? I mean, the, the fact they're saying it could be up to four times a month. Um, I mean, is that just kind of like, Hey, the price you pay, or do you think it's a bit of overkill? Well, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you what, what his position on it. He, he likes it. I mean, he, you know, all the, all the stuff that's happened to him, I've had many conversations with him. He goes, Jeff, I realize like as much of a pain in the ass this is, this is a good thing for me. The more data that I can get out there about what's going on, the better for me. So, you know, very unique instance where you have this very long-term metabolite. He's not the only one, by the way, this is happening to. Um, but the more testing data is going to be good, not only for him, but really for, for all athletes, even outside of the USC going forward um, as, you know, they study this, this long-term metabolite. And does it, did the picograms, uh, you know, that kind of shows that there's a bit of a gray area sometimes, too, and it's, it's not as cut and dry as people think it is. It's crazy. That, I mean, the, 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 the level of a, picogram, a picogram is one trillionth of a gram. So per milliliter of a urine, one trillionth of a gram of this could be in one milliliter. I mean, it's, it's really incomprehensible about how small and that level, that sensitivity level of detection is just absolutely crazy. And I think that, you know, and I think it's happening that anti-doping, that science now, the pendulum potentially is going a little bit too far where when you're talking picogram quantities, does science really even know that, hey, it's not an environmental contamination that you're picking up from right. food or plants or something? You know, they really need to have a good understanding of things when you're talking in that picogram amount, um, because I think it's just as bad, you know, of letting intentional cheaters get away with things. Um, on the other side of things, you know, treating an athlete unfairly um, or sanctioning them unfairly. So, I mean, that's a big part of my job is eyes and ears for our athletes to make sure that, that this is as fair as a program that can be, you know, put forth. And there's as much due process, another fancy law enforcement term there, Absolutely. but as much due process as possible for our athletes. Well, Jeff, thank you very much. Uh, you're always such an interesting guy to, uh, to talk to. We appreciate that a lot. Um, anytime you want to come on, we'd love having you. Thanks, Jeff. You got it, guys. Thanks for the patience on the connection issues. No, that's okay. Talk to you soon, buddy, all right? Take care, man. All right, later. All right, bye, Jeff. Nice guy. Like, great guy. <clears throat> I could talk picograms all day. But I didn't, you know, but that makes sense, though. One trillionth of a gram. I mean, I was going to ask him, but I stopped myself because I don't want to be a dick and he's yeah. a nice guy. I was going, how's his relationship with Daniel Cormier, the champ champ? Because <laughs> I know he was like, ah, you saw this bullshit. He gets all mad. Who, DC? Well, he doesn't like John Jones and all that stuff. But so well, DC has had, what, 70 tests and none but, of them ever come back to But why do I want to start shit? Yeah. You know, Jimmy? And again, man, I don't. But well, DC, he's got, I mean, he's got the cleanest. Uh, you know, I don't like when people are like, ah, well, the other guy, well, DC's, well, I love DC. Of course. I mean, uh, superstar, champ champ, uh, role model. But listen, the thing is, with TJ, people think I hate the kid, isn't it? Dude, he's a, and they, but they, they're giving him a pass, like, oh, well, he's like, uh, you know, he, 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 he manned up and he took responsibility. Dude, you get caught, you gotta fuck. What do you say? Isn't It'd EPL be, like a real? I mean, that's a, he's not only, only two. Do you know what the other one was? Was it? I, I don't know. I can look for it. Now. Yeah, but, we should, but, I it, have but asked it is them. an injectable thing. It's not even in the same realm as like the John Jones stuff or whatever. Well, you know, yeah, like, let me address that because a lot of people are like, oh, you you pick and choose. You John a pass. You yeah. DJ. You gave John a pass. It's not that I gave John a pass, man. Whoever's guilty of of fucking cheating, I think's a scumbag. But. 
that, I mean, these other guys have a leg to stand on. There's yeah. no leg to stand on for. I mean, they could say, "Hey." So then it's like me either calling the guy a liar. I don't know these guys, and uh, yeah, you know, like I, if if it was same situation as TJ, I wouldn't just attack him. I'd be like, "Oh man, I wonder if it was a cockpit or whatever." You know yeah. what I mean? I don't know. This is de- your dude. You're busted, and not only is he busted, he's busted on something that. Uh, uh, Cody and, and, and those guys, Uriah and Alpha Males that know him, was saying that he was doing. So what the fuck? Let me ask you, as a regular guy, now you look at me, I'm, yeah. I'm not as athletic as you think I am. Now, w- w- now, if I took EPO, was that bad for me or is it just bad because it gives you a performance the fuck edge? Am I the golden snitch? I don't that is know. a good point. I don't know why, <laughs> why am I asking. I had Jeff Nowitzki and I'm asking Matt. Yeah. Yeah. I love Matt. But I'm I on TRT now. You look good. Thank you. Um, also, we should before we talk to Luke Rockhold in a couple of minutes. Yeah, I got. We should talk about a couple of the fights. Oh, how did just, let's do just, that? Yeah, well, just we don't have. We have like two minutes. So we're gonna all right, call well, let's Luke. do two. Okay, right, don't get nervous. Yeah, I know no, you're I'm panicking, Chris. Okay, all right. God Almighty! Uh, what, 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 what fights did you like to talk about? Well, I watched all of them. So why don't we just do the main card? I guess. Yeah, put those yeah. up there. Um, I got them ready. I thought I like uh, Jaco looked very good. Well, we last week. Yeah, Jocko did look. Yeah, good. he did. Who picked Jocko? Um, you, yeah, Jimmy had Jocko by second round knockout. I had Jocko by decision, and you had Alan Amandowski. Amandowski, you let me down, Amandowski. Yeah, what's the matter? All right, with you? so you got two. Good and I job, got one. Jocko. Yeah, I, I got the full three points because I had it by decision, and which I is got how he four. Won, and you got you got the one point one for point. picking Jocko correctly. Yeah. Now I did take Roxanne out of Ferry by. Roxanne, uh, Roxanne. I did take her by decision. You sure did, and you got all three points for that. Ooh, you're so cool. Matt Sarah had Roxanne by second round submission. Um, obviously, you get the point for that. Had, and I had Antonina by decision. I liked uh, I liked Roxanne's takedowns and stuff. It was awesome. Yep. It's always fun to watch to watch her fight because she just she's been a veteran for so long. She just. Incremental improvement happy, over time. Happy warrior. The happy warrior. Yeah, she's, uh, she's nice. I've talked to her before in person, and we geeked out about she's Star nice. Wars Even stuff. her face, she's kind of oh, half yeah. a smile in her picture. Oh no, she's a pleasant. She doesn't pleasant look person. mean. Yeah, but boy, no, she gets you on the ground. She's a fucking brute. Well, don't get me wrong. Uh, you know, uh, Antonina Shevchenko definitely is no lemon. I mean, she just no. got out grappled, basically. You know, she got out fought. You know, she got it. Yeah. And, and but. Um, you know, she's still dangerous. Sure. She landed some nice shots. First loss. You know, yeah. Was she 7-1 now? Yeah, she was, she's 7-1. Now, she's in the heavyweight one. division, the heavyweights were the best fights. Marcelo Gom loses to Sergey Pavlovich, who only had one loss. He came in and he fought Overeem. Yeah. And, you know, he that was his first UFC fight, and that was, I believe, you know, you're coming into a different level. You're fighting a fucking animal like Alistair Overeem. And uh, did he get stopped? It was, uh, was it in the first round? Um, I could pull it up here. Let's see. That, I, that Overeem loss was yeah. That was late. Overeem in the first put round. him on the ground, yeah. and uh, he just, he just was he just I think he was just started fucking hammering. It was yeah. yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, but he looked devastating. It's almost like whatever the the first fight. And again, you know, Gom with all due respect is not Overeem. No. But he uh, he looked devastating against Gom. Yeah, and that's and that's the thing. I mean, credit to Pavlovich for coming in and fight, fighting Overeem in his first fight. But that's like yeah, who not the, the easiest task in the that? world. How, yeah, it's how who old? the fuck wants to deal with Overeem your first fight? How, old is, how old is he? Pavlovich? I'm gonna guess 28. Uh, <laughs> but that's a guess. It means nothing. He's not. He's 30. 20. He's 30. 32. Uh, it's not showing up on the site. Oh, okay. I don't know. Maybe, all right. Here, maybe they have it. I just here. totally guess. Well, anyway, but Pavlovich Pavlovich won by first round. Knockout. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's just the results. It doesn't say. He was devastating. Yeah. And uh, Marcel Gome, you know, game, but 
Oh, goal was game. Yes, All right. Islam. Wait, hold on. Who had who I picked? Uh, you two gentlemen had Marcelo Gohm by decision. I had Sergey Pavlovich by first round knockout. Oh, All right. All right. Now, right, listen, first of all, I picked Islam the win. I know I did, too. Uh, we all had Islam. Yeah, you had, Jimmy, you had Islam by second round sub. Matt, you had third round sub, and I had second round sub. Um, so we all get a point. How did it end? Uh, decision. He ended up winning by decision. But, yeah, I mean, Armin uh, right, Sarukian Much better debut. than they thought, yeah. Shit, he looks like he's going to be a real problem. He was yeah. a tough kid. He, he was, was great. Tough kid. I like that uh, Islam called out... Um, uh, Kevin Lee afterwards. He was saying that when he fought him, he had a broken arm. Am I correct with that? Uh I, I I watched I a lot of fights. I yeah, I didn't see that. Well, that's what the fuck. Well, don't make me a liar. Why don't you play it? Or well, something? just you have to just know what you, what you heard. Is that what you heard? I think so. Okay. Well, there you go. I'm pretty. Well, I mean, why don't you go to his post fight thing yeah, and hype up a fight, man? Shit. Sure. You know. And by the way, we don't need to, you to discuss work? the what? results of the. What? I was really happy with the way the main event worked out. We don't have to discuss. Well, you were wrong, buddy. You were dead wrong. Oh, well, you know what? It looks like these two. Now that I'm looking at it, yeah, Kevin Lee and Islam like. Back in February, we're kind of talking a little bit of shit to each other. They were talking about fighting each other. No, they, so well, I he, guess he Kevin, called them out then again. Yeah, but Kevin this, Lee yeah. beat him already. Right. And Islam said when he fought him, he had a broke. He broke his arm in the fight. So we like, you know, that's why he wants to fight him again. That's why I want you to play it because I like to hype up some shit. All right, so I'll get it. But we got to call Luke in a minute, so I'll get that. And we can play when we get off the phone with Luke. How about that? You know, the, you ever hear the song "The Wind Beneath My Wings"? Yes, I've been told that's what I am. Yep, you are. He he's. He deflates my balloon. He sure does. He's you know? a flaming arrow through my balloon. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know? Uh, and anyway, then in the main event, Alistair Overeem uh, finished the fight against Alexei Olenek. Jimmy, you had Olenek by second round I sub. Know, Matt, I know. you had Overeem by second round knockout. And I also had second round knockout. He, he finished it in the fight. That fucking Overeem is so good. And Gohm's got a... Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Olenek has a huge overhand booming right. And man, uh, he just over him actually got hit a few more times than he probably meant to, yep. just trying to set up that tie clinch. And those, his knees the, are devastating. Those knees are devastating. Even when he's just getting uh, mid-level body shots and he's this not is quite the getting. But you, it, oh, by the way, didn't Olenek seem like he was leaving his head low, the, like that, letting his uh, head get pulled down a lot more than he should have? I like I, Olenek's got a, a like a funny style, you know, because it looks like he's not like threatening and also he throws some shit yeah. he had a lot of experience the problem with Olenek I'd say is that he could have went to high school with me I don't think the guy's a spring chicken so well, I think it's Olerim catching though. up to him huh Olerim is not either yeah but yeah, he's, he's also yeah, a fucking whatever, yeah, yeah the, the wrong side of 40 could be rough but do you think that Olenek was like he was there was a few times where you know he, he had uh, who, who did uh, a Rashad like that was it Johnny Walker that did that that, that perfect uh, or was it Reyes that put the, the perfect knee in his... Like, no, that was uh, Anthony Smith. Anthony Smith, okay, okay. I'll yeah. just keep naming people until I get one right. <laughs> uh, but I mean, like, uh, when the head was so framed so perfectly, yes. it seemed that's what Overeem was doing to him. And I was Olenek seemed to be... And again, maybe as a veteran, he just knew that it wasn't framed to where Overeem needed it. But I was like, why the fuck is he letting his head be pointed towards that knee as yeah, often as he I is? I mean, easier said than done a little bit. Yeah, right? I, I guess mean, so. like when Silva would land those knee strikes to Rich Franklin. It's like Rich Franklin doesn't want that to happen. But yeah, you're right. Fine is Call out. I, we, I'll have to go to it on uh, Fight Pass. We'll have to go to we'll the talk end. We'll talk to He did it in the octagon. I didn't. I didn't remember seeing that. Well, well, by you. Well, I'm glad that you're not promoting him. The fuck's his problem? 
He's mm-hmm. not, I'm trying to. I'm trying to promote Islam. Um, let's get a, trying to uh, hype up Islam after a nice performance. Yeah, well, we could talk about. I mean, he's not fighting. Guys, that, he's not fighting Kevin Lee next. The, the guy's asking to fight him next, and you're just shitting all over him. Lee's got to fight against RDA. Oh my god! Just forget it. Just forget. I even want to hype anything up. Oh, I'm gonna get Rock called on the phone. Let's right? get Luke get on Rock, the phone. Get Rock. I'm going out the fire escape. <laughs> Jimmy. What's up, buddy? Just punch me right in the fucking face. Absolutely I not. This. I have to deal with this. No. Because you might forget you told me to do that and treat me as an assailant. We haven't seen Luke Rockhold in a hot minute. Since the summer. Hot minute. Glad he's fighting again. Say it. You don't talk like that, but it's good. No, the, I know. The millennials Ever. like it. They, they do. Like <laughs> they do. It's fire when he fights. That's lit. I'll never say that. It's fucking lit. Even if the building's on fire. Hey, uh, Luke, you, do we have Luke? The building's on fire? Hey, buddy. Yeah. You're talking to uh, Jim Norton and Matt Sarah. How are you, man? What's up, Luke? What's up, boys? How's it going? Good, good. We haven't seen you since the summer. Uh, I don't know if we talked about you moving up in weight back then. When did you start to think that you really wanted to do this? Uh, it, I mean, it was coming kind of the whole layoff, man. My body's just adjusting, and you know, as the years goes on, it, get, it gets harder to make the weight. And, uh, yeah, I had, to, I had to change my style up a little bit. You know, it, was, it was different. You know, I used to move forward and control the position and then you know started getting harder and harder and, and it started having to be more tactical i guess so i, I think it's doesn't really suit my style i'm more of a kind of a go forward and kill kind of guy yeah well i mean you have to be confident working for years with the champ champ uh daniel cormier you got kane velasquez one of the best ever heavyweights so you know it's not like so you it's not a question of whether or not you could hang you in your head know that you could hang, correct? Or more than hang, I should say. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it if I was 100% confident what I'm doing, where I can go. So, I mean, I, yeah. I, I mean, you can ask Cormier himself. You can ask Kane. I mean, I can, I can hang with the big boys. And, and uh, if I'm not, de- you know, depleting myself, and I've never never even lifted and eaten and, and gone full go, even around them. So, uh, you know, having... Having that bit of extra strength in the, in the gym, in the weight you know, room, putting it up, it's, uh, it's a big difference these days. Uh, now, does it add any extra, like, like en- enthusiasm? Like, you've been around the game so long, and then you look at some of these guys, like, um, like Robert Whitaker, who's a champion now, and some of these other guys that are fighting at the more natural weight or upper weight class. Where Santos. They, Santos, exactly. And Smith. It, you're going nuts now. I'm trying to. You're going to get my ADD. Sorry, there. I'm just naming people. All right, you got to stop that. <laughs> I like to. I want Luke, Luke to know Luke, that I know. Luke knows I got fucking ADD. He does. But I mean, isn't it, it like this could be a whole new chapter for you, a new beginning or something? Johnny Hendricks moved up at one point. <laughs> you shut the fuck up. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean, Luke? Is it, is it extra exciting <laughs> at this next chapter of yours? Um, it's it's uh, it's freeing, no doubt. You know, being in. Getting to train every day and eat and not think about it, you know. I think that was the biggest issue. The last couple of fights were, were just constantly on my mind. I was I was ready to move up, and then, you know, they they enticed me with this with the with the Weidman matchup in Madison Square Garden, a big like, kind of marquee fight, and you know, I made it seem it made it seem as though I could I could pull it off again. And and fuck, man, going into the trying to get down in the later stages of that camp, it was just impossible. My body was just not having it. So I was a real Real big telling point. Mentally, it's just, you know, it's to be able to eat and not think about everything I'm eating and, and freaking out about my weight, it's different. So I'm, I'm, I feel a lot. Yeah, and you're good. So, so yeah, it's because some guys go up. And they're and they're like uh, a little smaller than the guys who are who are in that division, 
but the, I guess the, so it doesn't work as well because they're getting hit by bigger guys now and being jumped on by bigger guys. But other guys thrive because it's more their natural weight. So you're, you're confident that it's not going to affect you to be fighting guys who are naturally a little bigger. I don't think they're naturally that much bigger, really. I'm a pretty big guy when it comes down to it, especially when I'm, when I'm eating and doing what I need to do. Um, I, I, think, I think you have to put on the weight the right way. I think the guys like Max Holloway, you see as he moved up, he didn't really get didn't lift much. I don't know if he got the, the strength that he needed to to get to where he, you know uh, to that weight class. You gotta, you, you know, you gotta compensate in some way. You gotta, you gotta make sure you put the extra muscle on because guys get bigger as you go up, and if you don't have that to keep up with them, you're gonna get left behind. And and Luke, we obviously want to ask you, uh, Anthony Smith. For some reason, he called you a piece of shit and fuck Luke Rockhold. Now, what he said he wanted to drill a hole through you, and you absolutely responded. What do you know? What this comes from? Hey, I was looking for a fight coming up. I thought Anthony Smith would, was a uh, was easy pickings. You know, Anthony. Uh, <laughs> I, I never really thought. I never even noticed him. You know, when he was in my division, and uh, and then coming up, he got a couple wins and. You know, I was I was looking to assert myself and put myself in in the mix, and this kid was somehow making the names, and uh, yeah, that's what I wanted. I, I just I called it like it is, and I I said what I said and, and what I believed. And uh, I think Anthony, he's just first time in the limelight. He's never really taken it. Doesn't know how to take criticism, and he's just a rookie when it comes to the to the big stage. So I think it got to him. I don't know. Now you're on the uh, obviously you're on. Uh uh, Jones and uh, Santos, you're on that card against Jan Blachowicz, which, you know, I mean, that's a fucking, you know, a number six guy is, is absolutely not an easy fight uh, coming up and wait to have to deal with him. That's how Santos got a title shot. So, you know, the guy's, the guy's been up there. He's been fought some of the best guys. He's tough. Tough dude. Well, the light heavyweight. Oh, sorry. Look, the, the, the light heavyweight division has gotten like it seems like in the last year and a half, not just since Jones came back, but also with, with Santos going in and Reyes and Johnny Walker and all these guys. That division is so much more interesting. It feels like than it was just uh, even a year ago. Just spice up a bit, huh? Looking at a little extra hot sauce to it myself. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I also think would like. Let's just say things do go your way and you beat Blahovich. What do you see as a next possible? Again, I know you, you're concentrating on Blahovich, but what do you see as the next possible matchup for you? Because obviously you want the shot at Jones. I'm guessing they would want you to maybe fight one more time. That's just a, a strategic thing. You, you never know. And he's a former champ. Absolutely. But if, if they wanted you to fight again, what, what direction do you think that they would want you to go in? Up. <laughs> so you think maybe uh, Gustafson? I'm going, I'm going up. I'm, gonna, I mean, I'm not going to take a step back. I'm going straight forward. I'm trying to... Look, I'm, I'm 34 years old. I've seen it all. I, I know where I stand, you know, uh, in, this, in this game. And so... I'm gonna go assert myself. I'm gonna go put it on this kid. Let him know where I, where I am and where he stands, and then uh, and then you know you never know what happens. We'll, we'll see what happens with Jones and, and Santos. I mean, anything could happen. It's a long ways away, so you know I, I don't expect anything but the best. What well, do you think? Oh, sorry, I was just gonna say, you know, as a former champion, and you know, I don't, you, I know you don't like to toot your own horns, but if you take out Jan, uh, you know, and make an example of him. Man, you should demand, demand a title shot. You're a former champ, Luke Rockhold. Do I have to oh, amp you up for this? Me. Get get cocky. Enough, nothing. Hey. If John Jones retains, the, you know, wins and retains his title, you know, there's some drama there. Your buddies with DC. 
I smell a beautiful pay-per-view. Yeah. Um, trust me. I'm, I'm planning on going to let my performance speak for itself. Yeah, you can get on and the mic. In the moment, in the moment, you never know. It might take a hold of me. But uh, <laughs> I'm not scared to fight John Jones in any way. Shape or form. The man, I've always, I've always seen a matchup with him. Uh, and uh, we've been, I've been eyeing that thing for quite some time. So I'm going to go put it on. What do you think is What do you think is Santos against Jones too? Because I think a lot of people. Uh, I mean, you know, John is fighting a lot now. He's back, and he obviously wants to fight and make up for a couple of years that he lost here and make some money. Uh, but I, I, are people passing over? I mean, you know, you know, Jones is not. But do you think people are looking past Santos uh, being able to knock Jones out a little sooner than they should? <clears throat> Jones just doesn't take risks. He doesn't take any risks, and a guy like. Santos has, uh, yeah, I don't know. He's got, he looked the best he's looked in his last fight. Before beforehand, he's been pretty fucking sloppy. Uh, I still don't think he can wrestle. I still don't think he has anything off his back. Uh, so Jones knows that. Jones is going to go try to expose and make the easiest route to victory. So I expect him to do so. Uh, he he slings a little bit on his back, you know, on his back foot. So you got to watch out for Santos, but. I got Jones. And uh, what do you, how's DC doing? He's back in the gym now? DC, he's, uh, from what I understand there, he's back in the gym. I talked to him today. He's coming out here doing the fight. So we're going gonna to get a little Florida lifestyle for the for the big boy. Hope we may get his tan up to par. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and catch up. So uh, I, I expect he wants to get back in there, I think, later. Well, listen, at, man. In the fall. Fall well, season, what I understand. Well, man, I am very excited about your debut. Yeah, I'm glad you're moving up. And the last time I, last time we, I don't know if it's the last time I seen you, Luke, but we did that live show and it was such a fucking disaster. I want to apologize for that. I, we couldn't hear each other. The crowd sucked. Chris, the, the producer, had something to, I have to blame him for something, but it was really shitty. So hopefully we can have you back in studio and have a better experience, buddy. Yeah. Or is Maddie always a good time? Yeah, let's uh, we'll, we'll catch up soon. Do it up. All right, buddy. Good talking to you. And I'm sure maybe we'll talk to you again before the fight. It's not until July. I mean, you know, we're what are we in May now or April? I don't even know what month it is, but it's we April, have, yeah. yeah, we have plenty of time. May, June, July. So uh, hopefully, we'll talk to you right before that fight, Luke. Definitely, definitely. Okay, have you guys. All right, All right take care, man. Later, Luke. And that was good, man. I, 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 I like him a lot, and I, I think it's a smart move to move up. And a lot of guys. Again, he seems like that cut is just killing him. So yeah, that's not, the size is not going to be an issue for him. Like when you look at the the style bender Gaslam fight, that's what I was thinking. It's like Gaslam, if he was just th- three inches taller or maybe had a little bit more I... reach, that could have gone the other way. But he's a smaller guy for one eighty five. What a fucking by the way, yeah. What a boring fight. Yeah, it's disappointing. <laughs> who would have loved to win? I mean, that was. I literally thought. I mean, was that the first time that uh, Adesanya got uh, dropped? Was that, it was Gaslam in the first? Yeah. Oh, yeah. In the UFC, for sure. Yeah. That was incredible. That was incredible fight. fight. Oh, oh you one of the best ever. No, I, I wasn't here, but, oh. I, but I watched it. Of course, it was in- absolutely. That was an amazing night. Incredible. And the uh, the main event, of course, was uh, oh God, oh, what's that? Holloway versus yeah, Holloway against uh, Dustin Poirier, and that was an incredible yeah. fight. We oh, had, yeah. yeah, we had Dustin on. Yeah, yeah. After we I remember such, talking. Yeah, Dustin is uh, such a humble dude. He really. And we is. loved Max. And I even pointed out, like, uh, I love that interaction with them after the. Uh, yeah, it was nice. Max Holloway is such a class act. Like, whether it goes his way or not, 
during. He's just a a very likable guy. Yeah, you know what I mean. And Dustin is just uh, is just a great humble warrior. And we're gonna talk for a second if you if you don't. Well, mind. What do you want to talk about? I want to talk about yes, Jimmy. Um, now Aldo is uh, fighting Volkanovski. I want to see our pal Frankie Edgar get a shot at Max Holloway. Um, yes! That little fucking machine. Here's why. I love Frankie Edgar. I do too. Everyone loves Frankie Edgar. Even Max loves Frankie Edgar, and he's going to probably have to fight him. Because mm. Ortega just fought Holloway, which was incredible. And he's fought Frankie. And Jose Aldo has fought Max twice. Yeah. I mean, again, because you make an argument like, uh, okay, the winner of, uh, of Volkanovski, Aldo gets the champ. Sure, you could make that argument, but then it would be an Aldo... And again, no disrespect to Aldo, but they fought twice. Listen, so everybody, everybody wants to see fucking Frankie and Max. Styles make fights, Jimmy. Yep. As you always say, and you point out a lot. I know, but okay. I say it at wrong times. I'll be kissing a girl. I'll just go, Styles make fights. Just say, <laughs> shut up. And just like you say, when you kiss that girl, and then you go, my friend's a Hall of Famer. I love that's me. What, I, I, don't, I say I, that before. That's how, that's how I get her to kiss me. Do, do you really? Yes. Yeah, she's like, you're ugly. I'm like, my friend's a Hall of Famer. She's like, get over here. Yeah, Jimmy. Yeah. Well, I'm happily married. I know. So I want to live through you with that. Tell Absolutely. him what happened. Don't you grab your hiney. Yep. She okay. goes, I didn't know you were friends with Chuck Liddell. Leave the jokes to us. Leave the jokes to us. All right. No, anyway. She would say Bisping. Congratulations. And Rich, uh, Rich like Franklin just went in. That's right. Well, he'll, they'll be going in this summer. But yeah, oh, he didn't go in. Yeah, okay. He was yeah. inducted. Yeah. yeah. Tell him not to wear a 1FC shirt to that fucking thing. <laughs> he's the fucking Matt. Doesn't he run that shit? Yeah, Rich I'm Franklin. Fucking Matt, around. They're, they're, I'm fucking around. I'm Team UFC, man. They write my checks, motherfucker. So what do you say about? Did you check out Black Summer? No, it's a zombie I show. I know. Okay, I'm sick of zombies. I'm sick of Game of Thrones, even though I like Jimmy, it. Don't talk about it. I'm see it yeah, uh, the fucking same dialogue Jimmy. in every one. Well, the Game of Thrones. I'll fight with you. Will you have me? Stop it. Yes, I will. Stop it. What are you talking about? Is this Game of Thrones? It doesn't matter what Stop. it is. You Stop. don't even know. There's so many people died in the episode. About? It doesn't right, matter. Shut up, everybody. Can't believe Khaleesi's dead. You know what? I can't. It's crazy. Listen. And the dragons. You know what looks so good? <laughs> the, that Disney app is that. Dis I'm just ignoring you guys. The Disney app is coming out in November. There's a they leaked footage and there's a trailer out, but there's they leaked footage of a, a Star the first Star Wars live action TV series that's going to be on this app called. Enough of this fucking show, maybe? Enough of this movie? No. Enough of this franchise? Uh, hold on. Cold? I'm, I'm going to keep doing it until you shut I'll the guess. Um, no, stop it. I think I'm I know. It. It's going it's to be called? How about Jedi some shit? <laughs> it's going to be called the, Man the Mandalorian. And it looks so fucking good, Jimmy. It looks... Now, picture... You know how cool Boba Fett looked? Uh, yeah, I guess. Oh, with the little jetpack. What, what's the name of the, th the app? This franchise sucks without Darth Vader. <laughs> I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not even, I'm not entertaining it. I'm not entertaining what you're talking about. But listen to me. Chewbacca has shit on his fur. Is that what it's called? Yeah. He's sick of it. He's a wash lap. Tired of it. Listen, listen. It, uh, I'm not talking about episode nine, which I'll see it. J.J. Abrams. Abrams. J. J. He, did Abrams. Good, he did good with the fucking Force Awakens. Yes, he did. The Last Jedi I loved it. sucks a Wookiee's cock. Sorry, Jimmy. Yeah, it's so it's sorry, sorry about that. Yeah, so very vulgar. <laughs> sorry, yeah, no, everybody. Jesus. I mean, I try to start the line. I'm sorry, people. Don't I'm be sorry. sorry but listen, this fucking series. Oh, it had me at hello. It looks so good, Jimmy. Yep. It looks so good. You know who's in it? Apollo Creed. 
I like Carl, Carl Weathers. Weathers is one of my favorite. He's very underrated. I like Carl Weathers too. I'm a big Predator fan. Me too. Action Who Jackson. Uh, I'm sorry. Did I say Action Jackson? He did, but it's not great. It wasn't good. No, it's not good. But it was good for the. It was a '90s flick, man. It, it was, was like Action Jackson. I don't like titles that rhyme. But look, I'm sick of the Star Wars franchise. Enough no. with the Force no. and the no. Jedi no, and listen. the. No. No. Bring okay. back Darth Vader well, listen, or stop. Let me tell you about this guy that's in like the bounty. Peter Cushing. He's in the this guy the the Mandalorian. He's in like a the the the, the he's in like a guild of a bounty hunters guild. You know. Okay. So I mean, he goes and he gets a union. It's about a union uh, bounty hunter. Come, Anyway, Mandalorian it's cool, comes some out really November. like cool negotiations. Ah, it's gonna be great. Yeah, yeah, I did. Uh, I did three kills. And I'm not getting my time off. <laughs> I'm not gonna see you next next episode. That's Jimmy. Scratch, we want to see. Everybody's gonna miss me. Fucking Star Wars and the Teamsters. I would like that. I would actually like to see. Watch the st- Teamsters shut down the Death Star. <laughs> 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 teamsters don't fuck around. Yeah, I know you're not gonna see me. Matt's not smiling. Matt doesn't want the Teamsters. You're making, you're making fun of the stuff I love. Star Wars, man. Jimmy, uh, Drago's, 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 uh, <laughs> Pete Drago's cell. Tom, I said hello. His fiance fought at the garden over the weekend at the Cabot, at the Capitel. His fiance fight? Ashley. Yeah, she did a kickboxing match. How'd she do? She won. Good for her. So, how long is she taking her. it? That's inspiring. Um, I don't know how long she's A couple years? Yeah, a little bit, maybe give or take. I don't know. But, uh, you know, I just wanted to say good job for her. Yeah, nice. Looks good. I want to learn, I want to learn a little kickboxing. Matt, you know, good seeing you, pal. Have a great time with Dana. Uh, because if one of us gets fired, we all know who that's going to be because he's not going to fire you because he sees you all the time. Yeah, so he's I'm, my friend. He better not fire I'm, me. I mean, I'm, I'm kind if of If he fires friend, me, I'm, gonna not, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to be his Dana friend. Dana doesn't call me. What? He doesn't call me. Ever. I call Never you. Never a you random text from Dana. You should just start texting him more. I should. I think I should say, I'm going to say hi, Dana, and I'm going to send a winky face. Yeah. Cool fights, winky face. Jimmy, well, do you want to walk with me to Penn Station? I do actually. I love walking with you. Okay. Not to Penn Station, but I go down the same street. Do you want to plug anything? Uh, in May, I'm going to be oh. a comedy on the Carlson in Rochester. Uh, Stress Factory is October. I move that. I, I have uh, Atlantic City in July that I'm uh, will be on sale very soon. And uh, okay. Oh, I'm going to talk to you about one of those things. Too. Oh, I got a sleeve. I'm putting on my knee. Do those help? Someone told me today about one to put on my arm. Do you sleep with it? No, I don't sleep with it. Does it help when you walk? Well, you know what it is. I got what you call like a bake assist behind my shirt. Got my knee. Baker's sis, delicious? Yeah. No, oh. nothing delicious about it. It's not like my hazelnut balls, but we're losing viewers right now. We'd have no viewers. We have we're only lo- listeners. We're losing <laughs> listeners. Jimmy, let's go walk like Laverne and Shirley, man, and do Shamil. <laughs> Don't <laughs> point at me like it's my turn to say schlamazzle. And, and what do they say? What's the other one? I'm not telling you. <laughs> I don't know Hots the words. Hot Incorporated or something like that? Goodbye, Stinks. everybody. Yeah, bye. <laughs> All right, now remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, radio.com slash UFC Unfiltered, or wherever you get your shows. Not my business. NetCredit is here to say yes to a personal loan or line of credit when other lenders say no. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at netcredit.com slash partner. NetCredit, credit to the people. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. 
So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.